0: Welcome back to the show. Today we are in for a treat. This was an in depth conversation, all things NLP healing, reprogramming our minds for success. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Today I had the pleasure of speaking with Janet Elaine Schmidt. She is the creator of Reprogram for Success and for a decade has been a practical yet potent quantum consciousness accelerator integrative holistic healing facilitator and business coach. She has so many different board certifications involved in advanced psyche, which we talk about during the show, advanced theta healing, NLP coach, hypnotherapy, EMI integration, and it goes on and on. We talk all about how to reprogram your mind for success what it is like to come through and heal trauma, decoding our brain, not just putting positive on top of something that isn't working and really healing those blocks to change our life, change our story to create a very prosperous, wealthy, all of the things that are available for us and allowing ourselves to be open to receiving all of it. This conversation could have gone on for hours, honestly, and I cannot wait for you to listen to everything that Janet shares during this conversation. And I encourage you to go out, reach out, connect, and follow her because there's a lot of powerful energy in this episode. Welcome to the show today, Janet. I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So this is one of these episodes where I think we probably should have started recording when we started, but it's all good because we've had a good conversation. Where are you from?
1: Well, that's a good question. I was born in North Platte, Nebraska. I grew up in Laramie, Wyoming and Steamboat and Minneapolis, Minnesota. I've lived in about 10 different States. Mm -hmm. Um, I currently live in Southern California.
0: Mm, I think that's my dream place to be completely Mm -hmm. honest. Yes. I, yes, it very much. So you are someone, there's so many things that I want to dive into with your story, but the, the words that ring through for me is like, you are somebody who has spent years on a journey of discovery. Like you have been a person who has been searching not like in an actively searching to always grow, but what does that mean to you journey of discovery? it's it's a journey to
1: find yourself. It's a journey to um, uncover who your authentic self is, but also to expand in the consciousness or a level of consciousness the highest that is possible to me now that's what it is now. but it's to take every, every lesson that's come my way or every good, bad, ugly in-between thing that's happened to me, I now feel blessed because I wouldn't be here today. So while you're going through it, it can be really difficult and it can be really painful or it can be really joyous. But now sitting here today, I feel like I'm the center line of the yin and the yang. I'm in harmony. And so for that, I'm very grateful. So to me, that's, that's what the journey
0: is all about. That's beautiful. Because the one thing that anybody who listens to the show, I always say is that even those experiences that we might resent at, like we have times in our life where we resist them or we resent them, but we would not be the person that we are today without them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree with that. So take us back to wherever your part in your story, when I want you to think about that person who was like looking for and searching for that growth discovery, and we're going to get into what it was like and what you've created and all the incredible things. Tell us about that girl at that time.
1: Well, growing up, I grew up in a very religious family. And when I was very young, I started to Noticed different things about me. I, I love to go into the field with the horses and just kind of put my hands on them and ask for energy to go through them. Everything was very natural for me. And I kind of shut that down. I, I I couldn't talk about it with anybody in my family. And I kind of went into the mainstream. And then I had, I started still dabbling in the energy like Reiki. And I was interested in all of what was happening with the energy. But then one day I had something happened to me. And it kind of took me to my knees. And it was, I, I had already gone through a divorce. Um, my children were young, but I was always this really giving person. Even as a child, I, I kind of championed the underdog, but I had been given a large sum of money at the divorce. And, I wanted to help the underserved. I helped the underserved both individual and nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And then one day I found myself in arbitration. My financial advisor, who had been with a well-known international firm, and I say well-known, had made it an investment outside the scope of the investment firm. And I found myself in arbitration. Now, during that whole, and he lost almost all the money. Now, during all that time, all I could think of is, I'm going to lose this money. I'm going to lose this money. I kept saying that. And yet I knew I was going to win. But I had looked up the statistics about who wins in arbitration. So I kind of had a clue. But all I could think about was I'm going to lose this money. And sure enough, in the end, the financial advisor was disbarred. The company fined, his partner fined, but I only got one-tenth of what I lost And I had to sit back and go, why is this happening to me? I'd gone through the divorce, I'd gone through all, and I started examining, taking myself back through my whole life, even from childhood, of what I had lived in childhood, my personality, what was happening. And I started to write down different things. And some of it was really painful to come to terms with. But one of them was my epigenetic coding. And epigenetic coding is something that's passed down from your ancestors, traits, beliefs, um, behaviors that are passed down through your ancestors to your parents and your parents pass it to you from zero to about eight years old. After that, it's society, it's your friends, it's anything catastrophic that happens to you that's going to dictate your traits, your behaviors, your beliefs. Now I have a point to this because I came from eight generations of ministers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, they all signed up to be economically challenged. They signed up to give their last cents to the underserved, and they had no money to manage. Now, I always say this that's honorable for them, but that's not what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. So that stopped, started my journey in learning everything I had to know about our subconscious, our conscious mind, and what are the imprints that we carry from our families, from generations. And I started investigating the techniques to unwind everything that was in me, to to try to find that authentic me inside, to get rid of what didn't serve me, the behaviors that don't serve me, the thoughts that don't serve me, everything, and then put in a
0: new belief system for myself. Okay. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. And there's one piece (laughs) I want to, I want to ask for, especially for a listener who is, who might be relating to exactly where you are. So what was the point where you went, wait a minute, I don't subscribe to this and I want to rewrite this because how many of us at like at one point in our life or forever just assume this is the way it's supposed to be.
1: Because I, I could understand because I had done the energy work, Mm -hmm. I could understand me saying, I'm not going to get the money. That's quantum physics. I mean, Einstein said, you know, match the reality with the frequency you have, you're going to pull that reality to you. And Mm -hmm. that's just physics. So I could get that but I couldn't get the rest. And so I had to investigate and it really did. It brought me down to my knees, um, literally losing the money. And I had to say, okay, timeout. I've had so many things happen to me. So many somewhat catastrophic events mm-hmm. in my childhood, in my marriage. And now I'm here. So what is it, Janet?
0: There comes a point where we stop because I, 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 the journey you just described was one that I walked myself, and I think that when we shift from a victim mindset to mm-hmm. a "how can I change this?" like what is possible, then all of a sudden we start to recognize that not in a shame or a judgment manner, but like the one, the one continuous consistency in our life mm-hmm. is ourselves. Correct, and in being able to say that and not beat ourselves up, not judge ourselves, not shame ourselves, it's just recognizing that mm-hmm. wait, I've I've been on this journey and this is something that I am carrying with me, so mm-hmm. I can change this. So, and I'm I'm actually grateful that you had the experience with energy work because I think that was almost like an open door that yes, there is some possibility and there's some change. So what were some of those first steps that you had to take in order to start to welcome in this change
1: Well the first one was I as I said I started examining myself and looking at I mean if you have a very strong belief then you better start looking at that strong belief mm-hmm. so I had to look at beliefs that were very strong or beliefs that even uh I started thinking where did I get that belief that Um, that money, you know, money isn't good, or money is the root of all evil. Where did I get that? Well, I came from a minister's family. So I got that I and I started writing down where did I get that? Where did I get that feeling that I was that I was only a giver, I wasn't a receiver. Mm -hmm. Because I was always the giver and not the receiver. And that goes with giving the money away. And And I would say to people, start looking at your money consciousness, start dissecting it, because that's what I had to do in this. I started with money first and started dissecting my money consciousness. That's what I call it. Where did I get my belief system with money? How did I handle money? And it took me a little while. Like I would examine how I used money, how I spent money, what I did with money, how I felt about money, my relationship with money. And... Then I had the aha moment. Oh, I came from eight generations of ministers. This could have a big impact on me. And I started studying neuro-linguistic programming. I started studying everything that discussed this, like neuro-linguistic programming. I've done that. Theta healing. Uh, eye movement integration. I, I've, I've even done um, DNA re-engineering, which is a, a very energy-based, but you can uh, re-engineer your DNA. So I've, I even went on that. I, I, It just started this whole path to where I ended up. I think Psyche was the last thing that I ended up. And I'm still learning now with a quantum teacher in Brazil, but it's, it's a journey that has never stopped for me. Mm-hmm. I still examine myself, but the money consciousness thing was the first. And then I started looking at different attributes of myself, like always being the giver and not the receiver. Because in order to live a successful life in every area, you have to be balanced in giving and receiving. And so I realized, oh, I was giving all that money out, but I wasn't receiving the money money back. So it's like a cycle. And so it's, I would say to your listeners, it's being able to step out of the loop of who you are. And I call it a loop because we repeat, we repeat the same cycle. So deciding you're finally going to jump out of that loop and take the plunge to really take each attribute or each belief system and say, is that really what I believe? Is that really who I am? Well, let's test that and see if it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for that because I do think like again, when we start to look at that we are like we are that person that has continually been on the journey. But how often are we actually even just subconsciously not even recognizing that we've taken that belief on? That that's mm-hmm. do I actually want to believe that? God no, <laughs> like I don't. Oh, like yeah. I actually don't. But it's that recognize recognition. And I love how you said, like remove yourself from the loop. Like I think once you can see yourself and you can see the patterns and you can see what's there. I also think it's it had to be not an easy journey because I don't know too many women, to be honest, who have not been challenged in learning how to receive. Like that is that's a very common thread with a lot of women. They're Mm -hmm. just give, 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 give. And no, I don't need it. It's fine. I don't need, and we're almost we're almost blocking this receiving to come from such a long lineage of minister families where it was you give, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it was probably even deemed almost selfish to receive. We don't need that. Yes. We don't need that. We're good. So that would be a change to overcome. Um, Can I ask you to share any tips you have for the listeners on recognizing this pattern and allowing yourself to receive?
1: Take, take a good look. If you, if the same situation is happening over and over to you again, I always use this as an example. So if you end up dating the same type of person over and over again, mm-hmm. or the same thing is happening with money over and over again, just a different person, different situation, but it's the same thing happening to you over and over, or you feel the same way over and over again mm-hmm. about any given situation. Then I'm going to tell you right now, that is your program. Your program is running right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I call that the loop when yeah. you're, you're constantly going in the loop and you're never out different person, different situation, but same scenario.
0: Mm-hmm. Repeat and, scenario.
1: and so the only, the first point in making a change is recognizing mm-hmm. that this is a problem. That is your first step. And that means you're going to be moving out. So you're going to slowly start making your progress to a paradigm shift. But this is the problem with a little bit with that is that once somebody sees it just in one area, it's kind of like uh, fear. If they can say, I'm shifting my reality of how I see uh, German shepherds, they're friendly dogs. They're not mean dogs. I'm going to change my fear on that, but they don't change their fear in every other part of their life. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not going to shift their paradigm. They're only changing that little section. And in order to shift your whole paradigm, you have to see kind of like the word fear. You have to see it as safety, security, and confidence through your whole life. Mm. Instead of just in that one spot,
0: because that's security and confidence throughout your whole life.
1: Yeah. If you can see safety, security, and confidence through your whole life, you are going to have a huge reality shift. And when you make the reality shift or paradigm shift, you change your life personally, professionally, in every way, mm. and, and you can't help it. And so I know you asked me tips. My tips is that's the first way to recognize it. And then after that, I'd say, find somebody who's great in NLP, find somebody who's great in Theta Healing, find somebody who then after that can do what I call Psyche, Because and if you have immense trauma, get... EMI, eye movement integration,
0: Uh
1: um, because these are things that can move out the old behavior and psyche is actually something that can move in and clamp down a new belief uh, that is more beneficial to you.
0: Okay. Remind me to come back to Psyche because I do want, we chatted a little bit before we recorded, but I want to ask you because you've said it and I do want to talk about trauma because we all know trauma can be big T's, little T's. It's pers- it's whatever it is yeah, the person it's not. And I think part of the challenge with trauma is that so many times people will compare their trauma to someone else's. And then it's like, well, mine isn't so bad. So I should be fine. And I don't need to talk about it and go on yet. It's actually like suffocating them in their own life. So it is an issue. I would love to just hear you talk about um, trauma, trauma, healing, anything that's there. Cause I know I want to tie it into how we spoke about decoding.
1: Trauma is something that theoretically, and if we're going to talk about epigenetics can be passed down, it is an imprint in us. So I'm going to start off by saying, if your great-grandmother was fearful because of some trauma that happened to her, she passes that energy on to the grandmother. The grandmother passes it on to your mom and your mom passes it on to you. It's imprinted in you already. So before any trauma has happened to you, even in your life, you already have that imprint of a portion of that trauma. And we can go into a different part of that if you want, when we talk about DNA, but it comes down into that. And so that's a key thing. So when we do have trauma, so now we have the imprint. So let's just set that aside. And now you have something traumatic happen to you, a a really bad trauma that happens to you. And I agree with you. You cannot measure trauma because we're all different souls and we take it in differently. We all manage trauma differently. We manage our life differently. Um, And we all have different tools, Mm -hmm. but so when we have trauma, what happens is it is held in our brain in fragments. I know that sounds funny because people will say, but I remember the vision, but there, but it's still fragmented in your brain, the way you hold it. And because it's fragmented and I'm making this very simplistic because it's fragmented your left cortex Which is your logical side of your brain, and your right cortex, which is your creative side of your brain, are arguing on how to heal your trauma. They're just constantly bouncing off each other. So that's why people hang on to trauma so long. That's why it's there because they've never gone through the healing process of where you might remember the trauma, but you desensitize it. And EMI and EMDR are the two techniques. I'm certified in EMI that will release that and you'll remember the trauma, but you desensitize everything that goes with it. And it's beautiful how, how it happens because most of my clients in their first visit have at least a 90% release. And that's pretty, that's pretty significant. Uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate of EMDR and EMI. Mm-hmm. get,
0: if, if you have trauma in your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying all that. And I mean, a 90% that that's incredible. I think that, you know, then it's like, how do we, what does that person do when they feel that release? And now they go back into their life and say mm-hmm. those same triggers are there that they might not have even recognized were triggers before. And that can stir almost like we, we we're very strange creatures, humans, right? Like we go right (laughs) back to like, (laughs) nope, this is my home. Wait, I'm miserable in this home and I don't like how I feel, but this is my home. Like we go back to this space. Right, 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 right. Well, it's the process of
1: reprogramming. That's why I talk about it. That's why I talk about going through NLP. That's why I talk about going through some of these therapies or holistic modalities that can heal you through your brain, through your subconscious and conscious mind, because by doing that, it will enable you to go back into the situation because you're not going to look at it the same way. You're not going to be the same way. And that then the situation can't help but change because you've changed. So once you have changed
0: the situation around, you can't help but change. Thank you for that explanation. So I'm going to ask you a question is where was there a point for you where you recognize that, oh, I actually have, I have responded differently to okay. the exact same, right? Like, so this is an exactly what you were explaining to everyone is so yes. beautiful because all of a sudden you face the same trigger, the same person, the yes. same. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, I, I handled that really differently than I normally would.
1: I, I I still remember it. It's the first time I I really noticed, kind of in slow motion, what was happening in front of me. Um, my mother, I I talk about it. the reason why I say fear is most people are fear based. My mother worried about ninety nine percent of everything that was never going to happen, and it was mm-hmm. something that came into me, and it was an imprint that I was like, I got to get rid of this imprint, and so before this, I did this before I was even in NLP. I would take visualize fear, the word fear in a bubble, and i would attach it to myself. And then I'd cut it away. Every time I felt fear, I'd cut it away and I'd visualize the words safety, security, and confidence in this bubble Mm -hmm. and attach it to me. And I did it every time I would feel And some days I'd probably do it 10 times a day, but I'd be doing this every time I felt that I put it. And sure enough, it, it it worked. And I, I didn't really, it took me one week, one week. And I remember being in this situation where, um, uncomfortable situation with this man and this woman, and I knew it was not a good situation and they were asking me for directions. And I was in a situation that was not the best for me. And they asked if they could, you know, go into my car or go into something and use something or whatever. And um, and I calmly said, you know what, there's a place down there that you can go to that will allow you in there, you know, so check them out.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: just said it really calmly like that, and I went to do whatever I was doing, right? But when I said that to them, I thought to myself in slow motion, I thought, wow, the old you would have been either the pleaser to say yes and then something not so great happened or the fear in you would create that. But it was like, I watched the whole picture in slow motion. I was like going on my way this way. And I, they showed me, I was, I could feel what would have happened had I chosen the other way. And I was like, wow, now I know I'm like across from that world. I had just passed. It was like two worlds passing like that. And I knew I I wasn't going to be
0: fear-based ever again. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because I think that that uh, there's that aha moment where it's like, wow, I've actually like, this is (laughs) this, this actually, this stuff works and it's actually changing who I am. Right. Like it's changing. I I laugh because um, anybody who knows me knows I've like, I'm a fighter. I'm that's, that's, I think I, I came that way. It was how I survived. It's what I've done. And so for many times in my life, I would fight tooth and nail over something. And if I felt like I was trying to prove something, whatever. And then I got to a point where it's like, Oh my God, this is exhausting. It's not changing anything. It's not helping anything. And so I just stopped fighting when I don't need to, like, if it's not anything that's required, cause I would literally do it everywhere. But when you change your behavior and the people who are used to you being a certain way, they're like, what's up with you? Like, yes, what's happened? Yes. Why are you like? And and then they poke sometimes harder because mm-hmm. you're not responding. But it's that moment where it's like, you know what? Actually, no response is a powerful response. I agree.
1: I agree. But it is pretty powerful when all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm I'm not afraid. That's awesome. It's huge. You, you just you just really feel. It's like it's so liberating. I can't explain yeah. i'm sure I'm sure those listeners who have gone through this understand what I'm talking about it
0: when you make that that shift that paradigm shift it's huge mm-hmm. absolutely so as you start to do this to learn more you're in this path you're in this journey learn more to support yourself to create the change to do the things is there a point where you're like wait I think this is actually going to become a big part of what I do like this is going to become part of me or I'm meant to do something more with this. What was that part like?
1: Well, I always knew that I was meant to uh, assist people. I mean, at one point I was chairman of the board of an organization that helped homeless women that had children get a better education. So I've Mm -hmm. always done things to assist the underserved and to help people. So I kind of knew it was my path. And and I was doing my energy work on the side as my kind of hobby. I had clients and stuff, but I didn't put it all together until I realized that if I use those type four techniques, when I put them together and I started using them and I have to tell everybody, I've done at least 200 balance psyche balances on myself. Um, When I started to go through that, I realized, oh, I'm meant to disclose all this to people. Whether you come to me or you go to other people, I am meant to assist people on their way to reprogram, decode, untangle what's not working for them and put in a new way, a new belief, a new a new system so that they can have success in every area of their life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it kind of was born from that. Like when I really sat back and I go, wait, all of these together really help usher out the old, they start to put in the new, but you can really speed up the new with other techniques. And so that's kind of how, how reprogram for success was born. And, and you can really, it's, it's obtainable and it's all in your hands. It's all in everybody's hands. And that's what we don't, don't understand is to be the scientist and go into the laboratory and know you're, you're limitless. You can do anything.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I think there's something that's so powerful in what you're saying here is the sense that like, we all do hold the answers. We just, sometimes we need someone who can help us to unlock it, to see it. It's not that we have to take something else because we're broken and we need fixing. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's a really important piece because I, I can hear a lot of that in the coaching industry right now. And it's like, Don't like that. I don't want people feeling like they're broken and they have to, they need someone to fix them. I just, that is just not a message I subscribe to.
1: No, I, no one's broken. It's, it's just a different way of seeing things. And it's, it's, it's actually taking the step to see something a little bit differently for yourself. (laughs) It's like knowing that you're valuable, knowing that you're worthy, knowing that you are. A beautiful human being inside and out. And with that being said, knowing that you have the ability and the right to heal yourself, mm-hmm. and and by that you just go in search of whatever's going to work for you, whatever tools, whatever holistic healing, whatever, because you're the one that's going to be doing the healing. Like for me, it's my clients that do the healing. I'm just the facilitator. I'm just there as the Mm-hmm. guide the guide, you know. the guide i'm just there as the guide you know when when they start doing um inside k and we'll talk about that but when we do do psyche or even when i'm doing near linguistic uh programming it is all on what they what feels right for them mm-hmm. because your soul everybody's soul is going to tell them what they're what's the next healing what am i ready for this next time what am i ready for this next time It shouldn't be what somebody else programs for you. You walk in and it's what you program. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I do with my clients is when they first come in the door, I go, how can I assist you? What is it that I can assist you with? And then I start listening to their words and Mm -hmm. their words will uncover why they're there that day.
0: Mm. What What is the most important thing for them to attend to? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So, as you are have explained this a few times, I would love for you to explain your four techniques and psyche explaining spelling it and explaining what this is.
1: Okay, so the four techniques are neurolinguistic programming, and with that, I would say one of the greatest gifts like NLP, neurolinguistic programming, gave me was the one point. And so I will share this with your listeners. It's only 80 seconds. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really quick reset for them. And the one point was used by the samurais and uh, before prior to going into battle to center them, to ground them before they would go in because of course they'd have all these thoughts of maybe being killed or whatever in their head. And so what they would do is they take all their thoughts from their head down to two inches below their navel or the hara point, point. And then from there, they flow it down into the ground. So um, would you like to try this? Oh, I'm open. So okay. let's try Let's try this. So I'm going to ask for all your listeners to get, get comfortable. And if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But if you're seated, uh, take a deep breath in and close down your eyes. And now I want you to take all the thoughts in your head, just accumulate all the thoughts. If it's passing through, let it pass through, but bring all those thoughts and bring them down, 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 down to two inches below your navel. And now, from that point, see a bright light flow down your legs to the earth. And now, all the way to the center of the earth. And now you can open your eyes. That was awesome. So I use that a lot. It's really good for people in business to use that Mm -hmm. because if, if they have so much going on, they can go in a quiet place, 80 seconds, boom, you're done. And you can be refreshed. I also think it would be really good. I think about this often uh, when my kids were young, I could have used that. (laughs) Could have used that a couple of times. (laughs) But, but that's a great, uh, Uh, part of NLP NLP has a bunch of really wonderful techniques that can really help you clear out the old it's it's beautiful that way now theta healing I use a lot with my uh, meditators anybody who's used to meditating it's wonderful because in theta healing both the practitioner and the client go into a light theta state Mm -hmm. and so um, the energy is being pulled down by the clients into the client. And then separately, the practitioner is pulling the energy down through them. And I'm pushing my energy towards the client. So we're both healing at the same time. We're both going through the process. Now they use a timeline, um, very similar to NLP also. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same type of healing that way too. And it's a quantum healing at the same time. Um, now eye movement integration, which is one that I use, which is the one that I use for trauma and anxiety. That one is where we discuss the situation. We're talking about whatever's triggering you Mm -hmm. in the situation. And it's done with simple hand eye movements after the discussion. And it will be like, like this and like this, and there's different patterns that they go through. And you follow the fingers with your eyes. And what happens is you're crossing your left cortex with your right cortex constantly during that whole time. So you're bringing them into agreement, into a whole brain state on what you want to achieve. And that's why I love it, because it's, it's also very simple to it's, it's simple. It's it's it, it it takes a while the practitioner will go through some steps to get to the point where you actually will be using the technique but the technique is beautiful that way and it works extremely well. Now psyche is something that was created by Rob Williams and um and if anybody knows uh Dr. Bruce Lipton he attributes psyche to the fact of why he finished the book, the biology of belief, which was a great seller for him and also helped with his relationships. Psyche also does a technique where we'll make a balance. So if you want to say, I am worthy of the very best that love and life have to offer, Mm -hmm. that would be a balance. I am worthy of the very best love and life have to offer. I could test your subconscious. There are different ways to test. I could test your subconscious mind. And I could tell you whether you really believed or not, because you could tell me you believed it, but do you really believe it? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point about when I say, be the scientist, you to write everything down and then have it tested because there are things that I thought, oh yeah, yeah, I know uh-uh. my subconscious is saying, nope, she doesn't believe that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so then you go through the process of crossing parts of your body into So you're crossing your left brain with your right brain again by doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And you're bringing yourself into a whole brain state on that new belief. So in Psyche, we're not really doing what neuro-linguistic programming, theta healing, or even eye movement integration does by moving the old out. Psyche is just replacing it. It's just going, it's gone. Mm -hmm. That old belief is gone and we're just replacing it. Yeah. And that's how that works. Um, can you spell Psyche just for oh, P uh, yeah, it's P S Y C H dash K. Okay.
0: That's that was incredibly fascinating. Thank you for, and do you just follow your instincts with what modality you're using with people? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's like I said, if, if it's somebody that's not a big meditator or if it's a more linear thinker, I will always use NLP or eye movement integration and then Psyche. But I, I always use Mm Psyche. That's the key. I always use Psyche, whether what other techniques I use with it, it depends on who's in front of me and what level of trauma they've had, what, what process we have to go through. So it's just kind of, it kind of flows.
0: Wow. As I look at everything that you're doing and everything you have put together and created, you're just such a shining example of how, when you commit to doing the work and you recognize like your story, your choices, the things you have come through has shaped you. Like you are literally using the tools that supported you and now sharing them with others.
1: Yes. Well, I feel that we're in, we're here to be in service of each other. Mm -hmm. It's not just Yes, did I service myself first? Yes, but that was the only way that I could service others. So I truly believe that we are all here in in service to, to each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's something you can't keep it to yourself. It's like, well, it worked for me. So, you know, that's why I say that's why I disclose the techniques all the time because if you want to come to me, I'd love to have you as a client. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving you the tools. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm
0: I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you everything I know. Well, and I I actually really do. I love that way of business personally. Like I can't tell you how many clients are like, wait, you're telling them everything, and I'm like, yeah, because everything is Googleable. Like listen, like how I look, every <laughs> single thing you can find on Google. So it's not necessarily that it's proprietary. It is in the delivery. And the delivery and how we share it is going to speak to different people. Mm-hmm. And if it's not the person for you, for me, for how whoever, then that's okay. Like, that's, that's okay. It doesn't, we don't, we're not in a space of that scarcity that I have to bring on because I've, I have done this and maybe this is a question for you is early on. I know I brought on clients that were not the right fit. Like now I have this oh. almost little mental and I'm here to help and support people in a lot of different ways, even like my podcast has free content that's available. So they don't have to be a paying client to receive value, Mm -hmm. but I am learning who is a good fit and, and how, because our energy at the end of the day is the only resource we have. So we have to find a way to do that. Have you learned that about yourself?
1: Yes, I have. And I've also noticed how the clients have changed over time. Because your frequency is constantly changing. Your consciousness is constantly changing because of the work that you're doing, because mm-hmm. the work you do, the work I do, I, it, you know what? I get so much from a client. So even my consciousness level is increasing mm-hmm. and by continuous study and that sort of thing, your consciousness is always going to increase. But yes, it it does constantly change. But this is what I'll also put out there to everyone you know, our frequency is everything. So Einstein was on it when he said so long ago, you know, match the frequency of the reality you want and you will pull it to you. So when it comes to clients and that sort of things, you just put out the frequency. And I would say to every, your frequency has changed from when we, my frequency has changed from Mm -hmm. when I started. So the clients would change that would come because their frequency is changing. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I would say one hopeful thought about humanity right now. I really feel that um, the consciousness level of humanity has increased so much. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy. I run into so many people now that, that are just on that rise. They just want to expand and their consciousness. And it's more about peace, harmony, and love and working with each other and being in service to each other.
0: And it's just beautiful to see. I love that you just said that. Like, I literally just wanted to drop the mic because I love that you just said that. Because I like to believe that the consciousness level, consciousness level has changed a lot and it's becoming even more amplified as we see it. So when people say, well, why is there so much negativity out there right now?" And I'm like, I think it's actually always been there. I think that we <laughs> like we are like creating this, not distance isn't good or better. I just feel like there is just such an awareness right now. And the more we can look at that and not judge it, not fight it, not not just do, do you, do your lane, do you, you raise your vibration, raise your consciousness level. You're showing others what is possible. I think that is such a, I think it's such a key important piece right now.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you. I, and I think that's what we're seeing is we're seeing that there are I think, I think fear is what holds people in the, what you're talking about, the, the vibration that, that we're seeing. That's why we're seeing such a drastic difference is because there are more people that are pulling away to be working towards that middle line of the yin and the yang, than to hang out in this other energy. And I do think it gets amplified because there are more and more people who are like, Okay, that that's not that's not my as you referred to it. That's not my lane. No. I'm over here, and I'm I'm working towards the peace, the harmony, the love, and um and the service to others. Mm-hmm. And I I do think that that's that's where it is. And I agree with you. I never talk about con when I talk about consciousness. I never say it's not good that somebody's up here or bad that somebody's here. It's just where people are, and it's what. Um, where people want to expand to, and where they feel comfortable staying. Some people feel comfortable staying here. Some people feel comfortable staying over
0: here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's uh, it just made me think of an example because, especially as we're all in this online space, where we, you know, the second you start to put yourself in an online space, you are opening yourself up. It is vulnerable. You are exposed you decide how much you're exposed, but you, you are in a sense. Yes, And the more, the faster you can learn to get to neutral and not let whatever noise you're hearing out here affect you. I had a, we had a client last week who went through, I honestly, it was a pretty nasty experience. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. She was called out by this very women air quote successful coach. Cause whatever you want to make that mean. And it was, it was a way in behavior that like it was just knocked this client out of the knees. Mm. And I went, okay, so can, can we just, again, let's like your reaction, you're feeding this, you're keeping this yes. alive. You are giving her the power in this ex, in this example. And listen, there are people who are going to subscribe to her way. And there are people that are going to subscribe to your way, but they're not going to know what your way is if you choose to stop talking because she's done this. Yeah well, how do I respond to her? I'm like, you don't, you do you want to talk to her? No. I'm like, you're not going to win. It's not going to do anything. So think of you and your energy and vibration. What's going to help you. I don't want to see what she's saying. I'm like, good, then block her, move on, just move on. Yeah. yeah, Like just move on. And it was such an interesting thing to watch because, you know, I was so proud of her and how she went through this experience, but it's that level of like, you're going to see all different things in the online space you Can do it your own way, yeah. Yeah,
1: you, you, you can. That you just reminded me of uh, one of my favorite and first books that I read years and years ago, uh, was The Four Agreements. Oh, that's and the, and and it reminded me that we're only hurt by the words if we take them in, otherwise, they have no power. Mm-hmm. So, it's it, you reminded me of that when you said that, and I was like, Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, and truly the greatest gift that anybody can give is the transformation of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the truly
0: greatest gift you can ever give. Yeah. That is a, that's another major mic moment there. You just said. Because it is. It's it's when we do that, we allow others to see what is possible, right? To see, mm-hmm. and that it's almost like you know what, you're sharing the way to do it. One of the things you said earlier um that spoke to me too was that you know, you've learned all these tools and you feel so called to share them, which I think is beautiful because I do believe when you get to a point that if you feel called to share them, not sharing them becomes almost selfish. It's yes. like that's not of service. And Does everybody have to do that? No, but they can do it in their own ways. People find Mm -hmm. their ways. I find once you can get outside of ourselves, we can make it about how can this make a difference and support others? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all be in service to others in all different ways. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you. There's just so much that you're saying here that I absolutely absolutely love. What is on store for you coming up? I know you're in the process of writing a book, which is no. no- Like no small feat, I'm just going to say. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, voice consciousness. It's about how
1: we uh, connect to our higher self, how we all have the capabilities in that conscious level and how we ignore it mm-hmm. and what happens when we ignore it and uh, the process that goes on. And I actually did a journey of a whole year of writing to my higher consciousness. And so it's kind of my journey. And at times I even asked what's in store for the world, what's in store for humanity. And they, in my higher consciousness would answer. And so I would tell people this, and, and I talk about, you know, some of my journeys and some of the techniques and some of the other things that, uh, happened, but I will tell people, um, you can connect. Anyone can connect to their higher self if they just quiet themselves in the morning. First, first thing in the morning is really easy. Um, and you just take a couple deep breaths, and you you write down what is it that Marcia needs to know today. You put your name in there, right? And um, and then you sit down, you read that, and then just let your pen go. Don't argue with the words that are being said to you because that's what happens to us all the time. You just write down. What's being said? You can do this with any problem. I did it with one of my clients. I said, "Okay, write down the problem before you go to bed. Get up in the morning, read the sentence, and then write down the answer." She goes, "Oh my gosh, the, the to solve it was so simple. I didn't. I was trying to think it was so much harder." And what they had me write what was written down was like so simple. So this does. It's a simple technique, but it really does work. But it's my journey through m- my consciousness and and how how I actually did it for myself, how I went through that. So I had that, I have, I have clients and many podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I think I have four podcasts this week. So
0: yeah, it's, so, it's definitely, a, it's been an interesting time for podcasts and I've opened myself into like some new channels to connect with guests. And I mean, the guests. Oh, good for you. I, yeah. They're, it's amazing, but they're coming in and I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Let's just one thing at a time. That's what I that's love what, it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. I, once I, I did it, it's kind of when you were talking about um, starting when you started your channel and everything, when I took the plunge to actually be a guest, which wasn't too long ago,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because I have kind of a shyness about me. And, but once I started, I was like, wow, I like this. I I like sharing with, it's an easier way
0: for me to be in service of humanity and telling Mm -hmm. them what's happening. A hundred percent, and it's definitely like you can be on the introverted side. I still definitely am, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: this is there has been no um there's been no way that has allowed me to connect with as many incredible people from all over the world as what podcasting has done, and it's just been beautiful for that.
1: I would agree with you on that. I actually have a podcast this week in South Africa, so i would, I would agree with you on that one wholeheartedly
0: yeah, that's beautiful. We did one with um in uh, Germany, one in Sweden a couple weeks ago, and it's like, you know you just sometimes it blows you away. I think it's another mm. reminder how there's incredible people everywhere.
1: Yeah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's why I said the consciousness is being raised by everyone uniting and
0: connecting. Yeah. That is what I choose to subscribe to and believe. so like even when I hear people who are very much in a complaining negative whatever and I want to say it's not negative good or bad but in a different state or energy than where I am at I'm like I don't I can hear them but I don't have to take that on. I don't have to carry that. I don't have to it's just because I can go downstream faster than yeah. anyone. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> I
0: guard that. <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: say, I just send people love and compassion because yes. I don't I don't know what their I go to my my roots, which I don't know what their epigenetic background is. So I'm I'm gonna send them love and compassion.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I heard, then just go on. Yeah, no, I heard I heard a podcast this morning and I like Ed My is one of my favorites. Um, but he was saying how like he grew up in a Catholic family. So one of the things you used to say is like, peace be with you. And he said, now what he does, he does this routinely. If he's walking anywhere, or he's seeing, he just will say it to himself as he walks past people. And I thought, oh my God, I got goosebumps listening to it. He's like, it's just my way of saying like, oh, that person looks like they're carrying a lot. Like, like send them peace. Send that's them great. Peace. Isn't that? That's,
1: yeah. That's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. That, that's how I feel about
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been an absolutely incredible conversation. I want to share, um, I'll make sure everything you have here is in the show notes, but where's the fastest, easiest way for people to connect and follow you.
1: Um, well, if they go on to, if they want to connect with me, I'd say go to Janet Elaine Schmidt.com. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can write assistant at Janetelaine.com. Elaine.com. Uh, I am, I just started a YouTube channel, not too many episodes on there and, um, and LinkedIn,
0: they can find me on LinkedIn also. Awesome. Um, we'll make sure it's all there for them, um, to connect. I have one more question for you. Um, sure. and it is what lesson in life are you most grateful for?
1: Wow. That's a good question. Cause I would say everything. I would say everything because it brought me here. But if if it was one great lesson, it probably was the one that I talk about, which is I always call it the program, the power of a program, uh, how to lose money. Because had I not gone through that, mm. had I not gone through that, it wouldn't bring me to the work that I do today. And it wouldn't bring me to the it wouldn't have brought me to the person I am today. It wouldn't have, I I, I like, I would like to think that I would would have still found this journey. But it would have. I would have had to go through another really tough lesson <laughs> to get to it. So I'm. I'm really, really blessed that that one. I kind of got it, and I was like, okay, let's get this down. Um, but but I'm. I can't say that there's any one that is greater than the other for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
1: because it. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for all of those lessons. Yeah. So that's how I look at everything that happens in life. Oh, I'm supposed to learn from that. I'm supposed to take note of that. I'm supposed to bring that in. And now what do I do with it? Okay. I'm going to transform it into
0: this. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Absolutely. Love this conversation and know that um, our paths will cross again. I have no doubt. I have no doubt either. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you loved this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember, when you own your choices, you truly own your life.